0: Welcome again to the TND Podcast here at Novation Church. Uh, Welcome and thank you again for listening. Uh, We're going to continue on uh, uh, what we started first episode, discussion in and around the Holy Spirit. And again, joined by Pastor Scott Applegate and Pastor Russ Fraze. Guys, thanks again for joining us. Hello, Novation Nation. (laughs) So last week, um, we ended up spending a lot of our discussion in and around the presence of the Holy Spirit, uh, becoming familiar with the presence of God who has this person of the Holy Spirit. This week we're going to talk more um, about uh, experiencing the power of the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit, especially expressed through the fruit and the gifts of the Spirit. I, uh,
1: Pastor Russ, remember the first time I'd ever really seen kind of a, you know, the miracle working power or whatever of Holy Spirit, um, being a pretty new Christian, and um, at RMBI Rocky Mountain Bible Institute, of course, which you were our teacher and our our dean, um, there was a a student who had been evangelizing another a, a young lady, and she had brought her to one of our chapels, and uh, you know where I'm going with this. And yes. here I was, you know, real real new Christian, and she came up for prayer. And as soon as you started praying for her, she started kind of growling a little bit. And then she fell down onto the ground. All of a sudden I was witnessing you casting out a demon out of this young lady. And I remember hearing her backstory was she was into witchcraft and that, you know, evil side of the supernatural, uh, so to speak. And you cast her out and she went from this growling weird state to, peace of God was on her and she had been freed, just the way Jesus and the apostles had cast out demons and the people would have a complete different countenance. But I remember I walked up to you right after that had happened. And I said, Dean, that really freaked me out. And you go, freak me out too. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm not with Paul. I am with a real, you know, they, 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 you were real about it. He said, freak me out too. Because yeah. that's not something that we see every day, right? You know, right. And, yeah. or encounter on a daily basis. Yeah. But I remember that. I was power of God and the authority yeah. that, that Jesus gives us. And, man, that was that was quite
0: the deal. Yeah,
2: yeah, I, <laughs> I well remember that moment. And, uh I was wondering. I, as this was all transpiring, I was kind of looking. at Everybody was standing, looking straight ahead. Yeah, we were all kind of walking backwards
1: away from where you were praying. Like, uh oh, it was like you were you were in the fight by yourself. Sorry. Now I know better, right? I would have, I would have had you back a little bit more. But I was. Yeah. We were all.
2: Yeah, but uh, but that does happen. The power demonstration of the spirit, especially overseas it just happens all the time. Why is that do you think? And uh, why well, is
1: it, why do you see it overseas more than here?
2: Because they're they're into so much darkness. Okay. Number 1, I mean, we're in darkness here. It, it just is kind of sophisticated. But over there, it's you know, it's witch doctors, it's villages. I mean, it's raw darkness of sin and evil, and really, a lot of it is just ignorance. People don't know, mm-hmm. but they're touched by so many spirits because of that.
1: Because pe- people yeah. do say that, like, well, why don't we see more miracle signs and wonders in America? And maybe I don't, I don't know either. But I think that's true. Like we're our sins or darkness are masked by this flesh and. And lack of identity, and you know, knowing yeah. that we're gods, where people are pursuing money and success, and that—that's obviously just the same kind of tool. And they, and the people overseas, they're seeking power in a yeah. different way, and so then they open themselves up yeah. to. crazy. Over,
2: overseas it's open; here
0: it's uh, sophisticated. Uh, yeah, that's a good way it's to put it. It's
2: covered in American clothing. Well, of I, a the lot way of things. The way
0: I think about that as well is, uh, I think it's Paul that says, "Our." Our battle is not against flesh and blood, right, but against principalities and, you know, this concept, it has a thread through all of scripture that there are, uh, you know, there are governing spiritual body in other parts of the world. The attraction is that, and I'm sure you're going to be able to say this much better than I, but, but that attraction is that, that dark power where here in the states um and in the west in general we don't need to you know we don't need to be deceived by that we're deceived by spirits of light right? yeah i mean that we don't yeah. need to be you know we we're not tempted by chasing after spiritual power we're far more tempted by just uh you know the things that are that seem good which is you know, comfort and uh, seeking out many good things but with bad motivations and wrong motivations. I think
1: uh, you know, last episode we talked about his presence uh, you know, a lot and the thought hit me a couple weeks ago, in his presence is his power. So the more I'm in his presence, the more I'm gonna walk with his, right. his power, right? right? Yeah. And I told that story about you casting out a demon I mean, it wasn't far after that that God was calling me, you know, to understand his power in deeper levels as well and experiencing that. And it's like experience breeds confidence, right? And so the more you recognize his presence and express his power, the more confident you are that it's you're, you're not making this up in your head or, or whatever, that God's really at work inside of you. And how would you, Pastor Russ, in your you know, experience um, your humble honesty about your still growing in in your knowledge of the person and work of the Holy Spirit after many years of of walking with Him. How would you help our our listeners to uh, cultivate, you know, walking in the power of God as well as the presence of God?
2: Well, experience is a great teacher, so that's one thing. Is experiencing that but if you've had no experience uh, associate with people who have associate with people who are on a higher rung of the ladder than you are Uh, whether it's in prophetic the gifts or even the fruit of the Spirit so get around somebody who's gone farther than you have and then tap into them ask them questions how does this work? How does it doesn't it work? What What is this all about? And so I think, I think that's a key.
1: And that's uh, just discipleship, right? Yeah,
2: that's just discipleship, <laughs> yeah. mentorship, coaching. Yeah. Find somebody who's gone farther than you have and talk to them about it. And of course, the material literature that's written, a lot of good literature written in these areas and, and that's another key. And then go on a mission trip to the mission field and be released to, to learn how to deal with that, to see it happening, see how you feel, you know, whether you want to be a part of that. Not everybody wants to cast out devils and demons. I don't, you know, but when the time comes and you have to, then then you do it and you can have confidence. But, but I think the experience of that is, is get to where it's happening and be with people and be a part of that whether you minister or not, and but also know that as we grow, uh, like I said, you know, the Walmart thing, I disobeyed the spirit. I should have prayed for that lady. And so it's never going to end till we go to the grave. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, these things are going to be with us all the way. And the more we experience and obey, obedience, of course, is the big key. Yeah. Uh, the more we obey, then like you said, Petzer, the, the more confidence we have and we get to know, like familiar, familiar the familiar spirit of the Lord as you familiarize yourself with it and then you build your confidence. And so it's growing in that, in that uh, experience. Uh, but you cultivate it by, 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 you know, through the word of God. You know, Mary sat at Jesus' feet, got the good part, would never be taken from her. Mm -hmm. And so it's just, and I think I've said it already, just being in the presence of what's happening. Oh, God who
1: declares me innocent. the Spirit in, in the sense of the gifts and manifestation stuff that He does. But for some reason, it's on my heart to, to ask you to minister to whoever's listening. Um, you know, there's people that we struggle with sin, habits, things in our life that sometimes we don't feel like we can overcome. But we know the Holy Spirit is all-powerful to change us from the inside out. How does the how does that work? How does the Spirit give us the power to overcome sin and habits and things that entangle us, as Hebrews says.
2: Well, you know, we're born again, and then uh, we uh, are in the process, theologians call it sanctification, that is being separated under God. And uh, it's a continual process, but the areas of sin and habits, you know, those are things that the Holy Spirit is a sanctifying spirit. He has the ability to, to cut away those things and to deal with those things. And Paul said that uh, if we're filled with the Spirit, we, we walk in the Spirit, not the flesh. So being full of the Spirit recognizing his work in your life all of the time. You got a sin or you got a habit. Probably everybody has something. Well, not probably. Everybody (laughs) does have something they're dealing with. And so you have to awaken yourself to righteousness. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You have to awaken yourself to righteousness, a righteousness consciousness. This is who I am. But don't live in a sin consciousness. But when you awaken yourself to a righteousness concept, a righteousness understanding that um, I am a child of God, okay, I got this, 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 I'm dealing with it, but don't be condemned, you know, don't come under self-condemnation, okay, you're dealing with it, you're learning, you're growing, uh, you're born again, the spirit's in your life, and so I think it's your thought process who you are, I'm the. I'm a child of God. I understand my identity. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So I awaken to that first. You know, your your most dominant thinking, you will do what you're thinking about most of the time. Huh. So think of righteousness and, and not to sin and, and deal with it. And there's deliverance for any sin, for any habit. There is deliverance for that. Uh, there's people who do that. And it's very important. For instance, um, I'll be very open with you, I recently had a surgery and uh, uh, in the hospital they couldn't get my blood pressure, it was like 200 and something, you know I was off the scale and then my knee, the pain in my knee from the surgery and they couldn't get that, the pain, the narcotic in line with uh, everything else so they gave me a morphine and so I went home with the morphine pills, and, and uh, they messed up my mind. Now, I've been in ministry 52 years, and I would like to think that I can handle anything. I'm the man of God. Anything that comes to me, I'm going to handle it. So, you know, the, the, the morphine was messing up my mind real bad. Anxiety. I couldn't lay down in the dark for fear you know here I am <laughs> and, and I prayed and I cast out and I did everything but I couldn't get the victory. I could not win the victory. so I had to call a friend who's a, who works in deliverance and he came and he had to deliver me hmm. And I had to realize that if I can't the vic- get the victory, I'm gonna call somebody who can huh. and so, and somebody asked me last Sunday morning after service up in Evergreen, the gentleman says, now, why couldn't you get the victory? I said, I don't know. Huh. I couldn't. I did everything. But I think the Lord was showing me that I needed a brother in the faith to help me. Huh. And sometimes, no matter how great you are or whatever, and I'm not I'm not referring to myself, I'm just saying that... Uh, you may not be able to overcome something, so you may have a habit or sin that you haven't overcome, but there is a brother or a sister who has overcome it, and you can go to them so I think it's your your thinking uh, i'm I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I got this thing I'm dealing with here, and if I can't get it dealt with I'm gonna find somebody who can and help me I
1: like that that's uh I think that helps yeah, and for sure <clears throat> second Peter one three his divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness. Yeah. We just need to tap into it. And yeah. sometimes you tap into it by talking with somebody else. Yeah, Just like you said, and they're able to speak. And we don't know how God's working, but it's his power at work. And made me think of Paul when he pleaded with the Lord three times to remove this thorn that was in the flesh. And God didn't remove it. He said, listen, you know, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in your weakness. Yeah. So He says, I'll boast in my weakness because it's God's power then working in me.
2: Yeah. Sometimes we walk with a limp. You know, years ago, I had a neurological issue. And I still have a little limp in my life in that I have to take medicine. And um, uh, because of the neurological issue, because of fatigue over the years, It it came to me, and something in my brain wasn't firing, and that's still the case. And so uh, I have a little limp there that, you know, God delivered me from this, and when they do the EGG on my brain, and I pray, God, you know, let it be clear, but it never has been. But I don't stay with it, you know, whether it's a sin or a habit or some victory I can't get. I don't bemoan it. I don't stay with it. I don't self-condemn myself. But I move on and not let it um, keep me from being what God wants me to be. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that's where I'm at. Now, some folks would judge me for that and say, well, you need to get healed and you need to get the victory. and, And, well... That may be, but that's not where I'm at. and I have my testimony and you have yours. But anything you've got can be dealt with and taken care of.
0: Amen. Well, know, that makes me think is one of the things we wanted to talk about was the gifts. And in particular, so I love what you guys are saying. When 1 Corinthians 12, Paul is writing to a local <coughs> church he is writing to the body and first corinthians 12 where it's the manifestation gifts and i'm hearing both of you you know not necessarily dance around this but kind of skirt around this and that um, yeah in our weakness he is made strong he offers he does that often through the ministry of others in other words we're not and we're, really, we're called to be a member of the body, right? And that is all of us together. Um, here's what came to mind. In 1 Corinthians 12, there's the gift of prophecy. Now, I have seen both of you guys, not just in a grand context, but both of you guys have ministered to me in the area of prophecy and many others. That is a gift I have seen both of you guys operate in very fluently if that makes sense. <laughs> very, very uh, oh, what's the What's the right word that I'm looking here for? I guess I can't think of it. But, uh, but very well, right? I've seen both of you guys operate that in the lives of others and personally in my own life. But uh, Pastor Russ I have, you know, the gift of prophecy. I have just, you are um, strongly gifted in that area, dude. Uh, there's another one in there that comes to mind with Pastor Scott here that I just called, dude, to the left. <laughs> but uh, um, gifts of not the gift of knowledge, the word of a word of knowledge, where uh, and and that was m- modeled to you, I think, very well. Both by Pastor Russ, but there was also um, uh, Zoe Ministries, um, Jenny, Dick and Jenny Chanda. Dick and Jenny Chanda, where yeah. Dick in his way, but Jenny obviously mm-hmm. very her. And I know she was very influential to both of us, but mm-hmm. more so to you. And that was one that was modeled for you. And I've seen you operate in that the uh, given a word of knowledge over many years that has impacted and changed mm-hmm. people's lives. Um, personally, for me, there is a, there's, another, there's another man, another guy in the Novation, of, Novation community that many of us would know. I'm not going to mention his name because he might get frustrated with me if I did that <laughs> because he's kind of an under-the-covers guy. But he's been a very close friend. Um, part of that friendship, part of him being a part of the body of Christ and our local body of Christ, Pastor Russ, I don't know that I could think of a guy who operates more. He has a large gift in the area of discernment. And he, I tell you, for those of us that have the privilege of him speaking directly into our lives, I could not be more thankful. He can speak a word of discernment, and we were just at Novation. We have uh, what we call core groups. There are three or four guys, three or four ladies. They try and meet consistently. Consistently, we really don't have a guideline. That might be once a month. It might be a couple times a month. Um, he is in my core group, and uh, just this past week, uh, in meeting in our core group, I was sharing something and he said okay I'm gonna say something and it's gonna be a challenge and he just operated again in the gift of discernment in that takes power right that is not just the presence and familiarity of God and of the Holy Spirit but the Holy Spirit comes and operates in power to get directly to someone's heart and at times physically that gift of healing some of those I don't know is there any other specific gifts I the reason that came to mind like I have seen you guys competent is the word I was looking for very competent in the gift of prophecy very pastor Russ very competent in the gift of prophecy in the gift of the a word of knowledge and and our friend and part Novation who is very competent in the gift of discernment have you guys had other experiences where there are people in the body people that you have relationship with that operate and flow in one of these manifestation gifts very very competently where God has just done that
2: yeah when I was pastoring another church I had a lady in the congregation who um, had the gift of discernment and the seer the seer gift is the ability to see beyond what others don't see, hmm. and uh, so she would call me and say, "Pastor, this is going on in the church. This is going on, and this is going on," and uh, I would say, "Boy, I really don't. I don't believe so. I don't see that. Hmm. I couldn't see that, but she could. She had the gift wow. of the seer. So I mean, so I listened to her and then." One day she called me up, and she said, "Pastor, there's uh, there's a lady in the congregation who is after you." And you know, being naive, I said, I, "You know, uh, uh, you know." I said, "After
1: you?" Uh, she was attracted to you. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're was, a handsome fellow. Well,
2: know <laughs> but. Uh, but uh, this this discernment, seer gift that she had, she said, there's a lady who's after you, and I said, uh, Audrey. Her name was Audrey, it's okay. I said, nah, Audrey, th- no, no, not really, uh, you know. And she <laughs> said, yes, there is. So uh-huh. two weeks later, I'm in my office. Lana is at the reception desk, and a lady calls. And so this lady calls, and Lana sent the phone call to me and said, uh, here's so-and-so. And uh, so I picked up the phone, and I addressed her by name, and she said, Pastor, I love you. And I said, you know, I, I love you, too, and the Lord, you know, <laughs> we're brothers and sisters, you know. And she said, no, I really love you. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I remembered what mm. Audrey said. Mm. Boom, here it was right in my face. And so I... Uh, I gave the gave her back to Lana. I says I'm going to give you back to Lana and I'll be right back to you. And so then I called Pastor George. I told him exactly what was going on. <laughs> and I said this uh, this lady uh, and and so he said you did the right thing. And so then I got back to the lady and I says now I'm going to call your husband and I'm going to tell him what you have wow. said to me. See this lady saw all of that. I didn't see it at all. Wow. You know, I mean, but so she had the, the the discernment. The gift of discernment is so valuable today. Yeah. All of our lives, I mean, all the gifts are powerful, but the gift of discernment is so necessary. So that's where... Uh, that's an example of somebody sure. and that's why you want to have a lot of right. good spiritual gifted yeah. people yes. around you because they can show you things you can't see, Pastor.
1: When, it, when I think of the, the, a prophet, you called it a seer, a prophet, when somebody has that kind of gifting, it's for correction and direction is the way I've always kind of seen that that. They can see into the future, they see beyond what everybody else can kind of see by the yeah. gift of the Spirit. Yeah. that they can bring correction exactly what happened with your situation, but also direction like yeah. p- the prophets praying pr- people praying prophetically to know what does God want for us in the future? And I don't know how much I've been ever used by that I may be looking back and realize, well, that was God that was actually directing the future, right. you know right. make deci- things that I didn't yeah. I was either wrestling right. with. but then there's the gift of prophecy and I think that's where you were going too, Chris was you know first Corinthians, uh, Fourteen says that you know it's we can Paul says we can prophesy one to another right we all can prophesy it's not just some gift for one person or a couple people it's we all can prophesy together Romans twelve versus yeah. 1 Corinthians yeah. twelve yeah. exactly Romans twelve is more of that per- correction direction gift to the body but then there's the personal gift of prophecy yeah. that I think you were alluding to and you know he says it's in, in, exhortation encouragement and comfort. So it's not gonna be a word of direction or correction to somebody, it's gonna be, I feel like God wants you to know today that he loves you. I mean, it can be that simple, right? On the last episode, Pastor Russ, you talked about the brother, you just encouraged that it wasn't just what he did, but who he was, and that was a word. That was a word of prophetic encouragement that touched his heart. When we hear those words, that's when you know it's the power of the spirit to encourage us and to bring a word of comfort. And I wanna encourage everybody listening, you can do that. You, it's the same spirit of God that lives in all of us. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in us. That's some serious power, right? We don't contemplate that enough that the power, the same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead, the power yeah. resurrection power resides in us that's yeah. a promise that yeah. i don't think about enough i probably should and I'm, I'm gonna make that my homework is to to meditate on that and it's the power to love people yeah. to show express love it's not a feeling it's expressing love and and encouraging people that need encouragement we live in a discouraged world
2: mm-hmm. yeah.
1: it's so easy to get discouraged by yeah. work or relationships
0: man i need that power yeah, yeah. Man, i did that each of us in our in our identity and in our self-awareness we got to have hope and a timely word spoken in the power of the spirit uh that's those are probably the most distinctive ones as you guys were talking i remember uh this is kind of an old faith bible chapel name but i know both of you were familiar very intimately with him was Pastor Tim Lovell. And I had been away from Faith Bible Chapel, part of a different community for, for a couple of years, and I, kinda, I was back around Faith Bible Chapel and reconnecting with some folk, and was in that place where I was, uh, I was lacking some hope immediately in my life. And I went down front for prayer, and Tim came up and prayed to me, and spoke a word of encouragement to me that I, I mean, it was one of those very Spirit-led ordained holy moments where it was immediate encouragement and lifting of my heart, which I know both of you guys have shared similar ones in in this last couple episodes. Those
2: are priceless. Yeah. I mean, um, they're, they're priceless and as Pastor Scott said, everybody can prophesy and learn how to pray it's a learning process but they can learn how to prophesy and to do that thing and you know as we're talking here the you know the Holy Spirit drops a lot of these gifts the most important gift is the gift that's needed at the time Uh, we know that it many times the Holy Spirit will gift all of us in different ways and we don't even know it and they'll think back oh that's what that was mm, yeah. and, and he has that ability to do that and and uh, then there's certain giftings that he will gift each of us with for a lot of reasons but uh, he has the ability to drop any one of these gifts upon you to use it when it's needed. And many times people are being used without even knowing right. it, you know. right. And That's the good thing.
1: I have one thing I totally admire about you, Pastor Russ, and an influence that you've had on me, and I, I know it's probably true of Chris too, that um, you are somebody that pursues the gifts of the Spirit on a daily basis without getting weird. Now, because if anybody's, if you've never been, you know, some people just think you hear gifts of the Spirit and they, whoop, no, no, thanks. I, that's that all sounds weird because maybe they had a bad experience of someone who right. was actually walking in the flesh rather than the spirit when they were right. trying to pray right. or prophesy or whatever. Um, and yet there is that real gift that that is there, the genuine. And I think the genuine is what I'm trying to say. Right. Like looking for the genuine. Right. Years ago I went to, um, I don't know if you guys remember the old Toronto Blessing? I do. Um, where they had a revival for like six months or something. Sure. And yeah. Uh, Tim Lovell and and me and Kevin Chanda went up there, and I went a little apprehensive because I had heard some weird stuff that was going on. And the first night we got to the to the revival, they were praying for people, and <clears throat> I was discerning, "Whoa, this is, some of this is out there, right?" People were like making animal noises and. <laughs> You know, crazy stuff, and and, and I I was, I was quick to judge. I was the doctor and policeman back then, <laughs> and I was like, that's that's out of order. And two things happened to me where God said, oh, okay, you you got this all figured out. Um, there was a the next day, they had a prayer time, and this little English man, and I was ready to go home and just get out of this wacko <laughs> situation. And this little English man prayed over me, and he had a word of knowledge that. All of it came true within six months. I was yeah. bawling like a baby, and I look back, and he had no idea. Yeah. So that was the spirit, you know. And then the these people were, were barking like dogs and doing roaring like lions. And uh, one night, though, they said that there was this Korean man who God had touched, and he roared after prayer like a lion. And they said, why would you do that? And he said, well, Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, just spoke to me that my people have been held under the tyranny of all these false gods over these years, but the lion of the tribe of Judah has come to set my people free. So I just roar. <laughs> like, okay, I can get That's behind it. that. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. You've given me greater joy than no one to have it all
2: in peace. I wish.
0: about 1 Corinthians 12, Romans 12. Both of you guys come from long time serving in kind of those office gifts. If we were to put this out as just kind of a bonus one, and I were to say, Pastor Russ, Pastor Scott, give us one minute as an encouragement to someone who says, okay, the manifestation gifts, yes, I desire those, but I also desire to serve the church in, a, in an area of Romans 12 gifting, apostle, evangelist, um, pastor, teacher, prophet, a quick word of encouragement, someone who desires to serve that, how would you give them just a quick word of encouragement in those areas? Because both of you have done that throughout your lifetimes, and adult careers, if we could.
2: Well, I think my word of encouragement is to take Romans 12 and read through and list those seven gifts and ask yourself some questions. Have I done this? Or have I done this? Or is this what I want? Or is this what I'm familiar with? Locate one of those that uh, you probably have one of those in which you're probably gifted maybe you're a giver well that's a great gift and so i would just go through those and pray about each one lord what about this do i have ministry do i have faith uh, uh, am i a prophet am i a pastor am i a teacher or what's listed there and and then begin to pray about that and anything you begin to pray about you're going to begin to get revelation and answers from the holy spirit so that would be my thing and then when you get one if you're a giver then cultivate that gift be a giver not only tithe but give by the spirit give to people uh cultivate and begin to build that one gift it may be that you're real familiar with is it working for you do you like it uh, does it really uh turn you uh i say turn you on turn your crank <laughs> you know in a good way does it really inspire you and so that's kind of what I would begin and cultivate it and and watch it grow.
1: Excellent. I would say listen to listen to your heart's desires. Paul says anyone who desires, you know, to to be an elder or whatever, you know, a leader to lead people spiritually. It's, so the bottom line is it's spiritual leadership, and that's a something we're all to do but we're gifted in different ways to do it so listen to your heart's desires mm-hmm. talk about it with somebody that you trust talk about it with other people talk about it with a friend or a spouse do you see this in me because I feel this am I am I really here or not I, I remember like having honest conversations with people like do you feel like I'm really gifted in this area that's or called good, and that's good I trust trust people along the way that, that how, how that opened up for me so I would say. Follow your heart's desires, talk to a trusted friend about it, and then, again, experience breeds confidence. Um, yeah. That's the bottom line. If yeah. you step out in faith, you'll know. Yeah. Um, you know.
0: Yeah. Well, I, and I think, guys, 1 Corinthians 12 is manifestation gifts. And takeaway being it's for any gift at any time that the Spirit might see fit normal, and our responsibility is be eager for them and uh-huh. desire to be used in love and, and, and genuine right um, to serve others and yet they're sovereignly bestowed by the Spirit
1: right after he names the nine manifestation gifts he says and the Spirit gives those as he wills right. not as, as we right. will right, right. right. if, if God's used you to you know the, with the gift of healing, we don't possess that gift. the Holy Spirit does and as you said earlier pastor Russ, it's as he sees fit. Because if I have the gift of healing, I should be down at Children's Hospital praying over everybody and raising, you know. But that's not right. how it works. It's it's right. like what you said. You seek, eagerly desire, but also trust His sovereignty right. Right, and how they're used and expressed.
2: Yeah, I I, I pray often. I'll go to First Corinthians twelve and pray, Lord, today, you know, move through me in any gifting that you want to. Mm-hmm. And I'll pray about a word of knowledge and word of wisdom and gift of healing and those signs, miracles, however you want to work through me. And uh, I'll pray for those and uh, a lot and then allow the Lord to do it. It's like when I was pastoring I have a church service, I would pray, Lord, whatever you want to do today so that it wouldn't get goofy. When the pure Holy Ghost is in operation, People, even if they don't understand it, they'll accept it. Hmm. It's the abuse Because you know, right? It's yeah. genuine. It's the abuse in the flesh that you know they'll they'll back away from. But when when the Holy Spirit truly is operating and, and I would pray that spirit and then he was free to do whatever he wanted to do not what some of the people in my congregation wanted me to do. They right. wanted me to be a spiritual engineer right? which I wasn't <laughs> but uh, when we allowed God then God does because he knows what the people need and then as a conduit he can flow through us. That's I think you,
1: you can usually tell say this trepidation <laughs> that you know <clears throat> we give each other grace right the gifts are not for showing off or bringing anything glory yeah. to us the gifts are to bring glory to, to the lord but we give grace for people to grow in their gifts or being yeah. used of the using a gift or stepping out in faith and and you know trust the lord to work in that i think he spoke that to me several times you know that we're all in different. We all have different spiritual temperaments, so to speak, on how we feel close to God and and, and express love for God. And a lot of that is enthusiastic gifts. Da, da, da. That's okay. Right. You know, it's not the only way, but it's okay. And we got to accept one another. And, yeah. You know, in the Lord that way.
0: Great guys, thank you again so much. Um, we'll kind of wrap this episode up there. Just as a reminder. Come out and join us in the TND Facebook group. Go to NovationChurch.org, click on the TND page, and you can jump in there. Or go to Facebook, find Novation Church on uh, in Facebook, and you can uh, get through to the TND group page there as well. Thanks again for listening, Pastor Russ. Would you uh, would you pray over the people
2: that are listening? Just to sure seal this deal, Father. We just uh, thank you for your gift the body of christ the gift of your son jesus then the gift of the holy spirit and then the gifts of the holy spirit father may they um, come forth i I pray for those that are listening that maybe are just new and fresh and on the edge of all this that uh, today would create a hunger in their hearts for you and all the things of the spirit So, Father, I pray that you'll begin to move uh, as never before in the lives of every person that's listening. A new gifting to come forth, a new realization, and uh, a new presence, your presence in a fresh way, your power to bring into reality all of your promises. So do a new thing, Lord, in every person that's listening. Do a new thing as they listen. In their heart, in their spirits, in Jesus' name, amen.